have a kick-ass conversation? I sure am. I just got a notification on my phone from LinkedIn saying that we're live. <laughs> I love that. I love that we make it so easy for people to remember that they can be part of the kick-ass conversation with us every Friday here, 2 p.m. Eastern, whatever time zone you're in. Yeah. I've given up. <laughs> <laughs> so last week, we let everybody know that we were rebranding, right? Rebranding the name, a couple of color changes as our first card came up, I realized, oh, sugars, I forgot to change that one. So we have a little bit more branding to do, but we are rebranding to do, but here we are. Here we are. We kind of talked last week too about like what we were, not just what we were doing, but why we were doing it because we want to bring folks into the conversation. And, and then here we are with the two of us. However, we do have some great guests lined up uh, coming up starting next week. I'm so excited, but we'll get there. Uh, yeah. I don't want to like, you know, do it all here. Rushing so. ahead. Oh. <laughs> So tell me, Louise, what are you celebrating this week? I am celebrating a week of uh, fantastic learning opportunities. Um. <laughs> I may have talked to you once or twice during this week. In all kinds of places In and spaces. Kinds. And I really uh, am leaning into the recovering perfectionist place and not attaching failure, that word failure, to anything that I've done this week. It's been really a opportunity to look at uh, what's working, what's not working, and make those changes. And it's just small changes. Like I'm not looking to change the world on what I'm doing because I don't know what that looks like, but I, I do that's know- me, change the world. Right, but I do know that things aren't uh, as smooth or that I would like them to be. So I get to make some small changes along the way. And so I'm leaning into the fact that I just haven't like thrown up my hands and uh, crawled into a hole. I am embracing the learning of the week. Congratulations for not curling up into a little ball in a hole. Cause right. There are times in our lives when that is appropriate, and there are times in our lives where it's like, no, this is really something that I don't need to curl up into a ball, into a hole, mm -hmm. and I can face it as uncomfortable as it is. Yeah. And absolutely. that's what I'm hearing from you right now. 100%. Okay. Yes. How about you? Where are your celebrations this week? Oh, I am celebrating. There's a lot of celebrations this week. I'm celebrating that I, uh, found some focus on some things that were a little challenging for me to find focus around. Um, I am, I love staying in the visionary places. I love staying in the big picture and like thinking big and, and doing all of that. And sometimes it gets a little challenging for me to find focus when I need to deal with the, the details. Um, I can teach people about the details. I can work with people on finding their details um, I'm great with that. I'm great with creating that project plan, but then doing the details myself in my own business, in my own life, mm -hmm. becomes very challenging because it's just not where I want to be. It's not my zone of genius. It is not my zone of pleasure. <laughs> it's, it's not in a zone at all. It sounds like <laughs> it is not in a zone at all. And so finding the focus this weekend, it was interesting because it was actually working with a client and I, 
I know from our conversations in the past that we learn for, and I can speak for you in this as well. We learn so much from working with our clients about ourselves. And so one of the things that I was working on with this client this week is this idea that like pressure helps him focus. And so I realized for myself as he, as, as I was helping him unpack that this pressure, feeling the pressure helps him focus. And how could he create that pressure for himself in his own life, in his own work? I was like, oh yeah, as a multi-passionate person, I feel the pressure of wanting to do, and we're going to be talking about wanting today, but wanting to do all the things and the way that I get to do all of the things is by creating this pressure, which creates focus to get things done. And so in certain areas, I'm not creating that pressure and I'm just like, yeah, it'll get done or yeah, I'll eventually delegate it. And that's not working for me the way that I want to. So my big celebration this week is, is actually learning to kind of create that little bit of pressure for myself and not from pressure of, um, like you have to get this done because that doesn't, I'm, I have a rebel tendency and that's not going to work for me because the minute I, I tell myself or somebody else tells me it has to be done is the minute that I tell it to jump in a lake, generally with swears involved. And then I don't get it done until the last minute because now I have that pressure to get it done. Mm -hmm. So where can I create pressure? That's positive pressure. And so for me, it was, ooh, these are the things that I'm looking forward to doing. And I can get to those things once I get through this other stuff. And it's not like you get to do this because you did this. But I know that if I do tasks one, two, and three, task four, that is dependent upon those other tasks, is really, really fun. Right. And I'm super excited about that one. Right. So then I put the pressure on myself to get those done. And now I get to enjoy the next task. Yeah. So, yeah. It's it's working with like who we are, right? And how we're wired. And when we can understand a little bit of of that and what our what our strengths are already and what our tendencies are already, then we don't have to recreate the wheel. It's not like what's working for other people are gonna be working for you. It's like how do you work more? And I'm gonna use this word, I'm not a fan of efficiency, but it really is about like how do you use your own like gears and mechanics to work more efficiently to get what you want. Yeah, absolutely, which is a great segue into our conversation today because so many, and, and again, the, uh, we hear this from our clients. We, I, I hear it from coming from my own mouth. I hear it coming. Hi, I hear it coming from Charlie right now. <laughs> he wants Charlie <laughs> really wants something right now. Um, a lot of something. And so how do we get what we want? And it's so funny because in the, in the collective this week, this was one of the questions is um, I, I posited the Rolling Stones quote of, right. You, you can't always get what you want, but if, if you try, sometimes you can get what you need. That quote pisses me off, quite frankly, <laughs> really, really does. Because like, don't tell me I can't have what I want. And what if what I need isn't what I want and I don't want that to show up. So like the quote to me is completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a really interesting conversation around our want and need actually a dichotomy. Like, are they in opposition of each other or are they two separate things? Because I think we very often think about, well, 
this is something that I really, really want, but I don't need it so I can do without it. And then we are left with this longing feeling. So part of it for me is actually defining what is want versus need. And why is it so important that we even discuss getting what we want? Um, and then how do we get there? So that's what I would love to kind of unpack a little bit today. How about you, Louise? What's What do you want to unpack around this want? Yeah, I love that want versus need. Um, I remember one of the best pieces, I don't know if it was advice, but from a leader that uh, I loved and adored when I was looking to pivot, my pivot was based on, um, I just really need to, I need, I need to do this for, uh, for myself or whatever that looked like. And his question to me was, do you want it or do you need it? And I'm like, oh, well, I think I need it, but do I really want it? Right. And what are the reasons and kind of all of that that goes on behind that? And I really wanted to talk today, too, around that that want versus need. But it's also about the title is like, what do you want? Yeah. You. Yeah. Right. And then how do we unpack the you part of that? And how do we unhook from all of the shoulds or all of the expectations or all of the whatever else goes on to that that has a huge influence on our wants and kind of getting to the to the core and the focus of of you? Yeah. How do you get what you want? Yeah, absolutely. And for those of you who are uh, tuning in live, if you're joining us for the replay, um, you know, just drop a drop a hello or a replay uh, in the in the comments so that we can know that you've been here because we'd love to know that. Um, but for those of you who are here with us live, we would love to know um, this difference between want and need. Like, do, are you driven? I want this one. I want to know is are you driven by wants or needs? Because I think that question that, that your uh, former colleague, your former boss asked you um, is a place that we very often go. And I know again, in the collective, and when we talk about the collective, um, Louise and I have an online membership for uh, professionals and entrepreneurs that we get together and we, we talk about the world of work and how we can do work better. And so in that, we have these conversations um, with the people who are in there um, directly. And so one of the um, things that I found so interesting was uh, the question was posited, um, or somebody had said that, when a baby cries, a baby cries because it, it needs something. And then, but if, if you're crying, are you crying because you need something or are you crying because you want, like ju just the act of crying doesn't lead us to know that somebody needs something. Um, and so of course the word geek in me is like, well, what, where's that basis? So a want is a desire. It's, it's something that is, um, that we, that we wish for. It's, it's maybe even coveted and a need is a requirement. And so to, to me, something that is, I, I desire could be something I require very much so. And there are things that I require that I absolutely don't want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So I feel like wants versus needs is an unfair question. The word desire, I think, is so interesting because we often, when we think about like 
what do we want? The desire is can feel like it comes from a different place than a want. And to unpack that and to really understand, like, to set and achieve your goals, your dreams, it, desire is all part of that. Mm-hmm. And it's all part of, of connecting to your why and like, why, like, why is that important to you? And maybe it doesn't matter if it's a want or a need um, because it's semantics at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. What matters is why is that important to you? to, to pursue and go after, because we're, we're, that's what we're talking about, right? We're talking about how do we step into, um, getting what we want. There's an action that we're talking about here. We're not talking about like writing a dream on wall and then just, you know, wishing (laughs) there's, there was no wishing in the title here today. We're not wishing something will happen. It's like, how do we get really clear on the importance of that thing? And then what are the, what is the action that we're going to take to get towards that? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it is interesting because when I was looking up the the definitions, right, because I wanted to have clarity in terms of how, what are we supposed to understand these words to mean? And when it did talk about wishes, I said, well, my wants, I, I guess are a wish for the future. They're, something that I wish or desire to have. And if it's truly a want based on that, why that you were just talking about, if it's truly a want that I, that, that I want in my life, there is a requirement. There is a need to take action to move closer to that want. So where is my responsibility in making that want come true, that wish come true, that desire come true. How do I create that? And and that that, that why is so important because I am a big proponent of um, vision boards. I love vision boards. I can talk about them all day long. I generally in November will look at mine. Um, I it's mine is always right here, so I see it every day. But I like spend some time with it in November uh, again, and I and I kind of take a look and I see how how close am I to the things that are on here? And this is the third year in a row where I've noticed that everything that's on my vision board has come into my life. And it is not, like you said, writing a dream on a wall. I mean, it is my dreams and pictures and words are sitting on the wall next to me. And the reason why they're in my life is because I see those and I'm reminded what it is that I want to move towards. And so I'm inviting opportunities and I'm taking opportunities to to have more of that in my life. So if I say I want a million dollars, well, why do I want a million dollars? What what is that million dollars for? And why that number? Why not 10 million? Why not a billion, right? Why not 15 billion? Why not 100,000? One out of a thousand. What is the number? Why is that number important? Is it important because of the number or is it important because of what that, what I think, what I perceive I'm going to have when I have that thing in my life? And so the reason why for the last three years, I look in November and I go, wow, look at that. They're all in my life. So I have pictures of, of hiking mountains. I have not hiked a mountain this year. 
That said, I spend a lot more time in nature. I'm spending more time walking. I, we got ourselves a treadmill and I'm doing hikes on the treadmill. And we're looking ahead to where we're moving next. And it looks a whole lot like what's in those pictures. So yeah, that's in my life. May not be how I originally envisioned it, but I feel it because I wanted it. So does that speak into what like you were saying in terms of that why, like understanding that underneath? Yeah, it absolutely, right? And then once you understand what that actually means, what does it bring into your life? It's often, um, you know, we pin these wants on things. It's often not a thing. It's often a thought or a feeling that's underneath that, right? And so unpacking what that what that actually is, is a part of identifying your why. Why is it important, uh, right? Uh, what And and focusing on that. It's not, it's not the what and the how, um, or, you know, Simon Sinek, the why, then, then the how, and then the what, the what's way out there. Right. And so we often have less control when it's farther away. We don't exactly know what the, what is, we don't know what the job title is. We don't know what the promotion is. We don't know what the balance in our bank accounts are. We don't know what impact we're making in the world. We often can't see the what, um, because it's a little bit farther away from us. We have more control over our why because it is like whew, right inside you. Mm. And then the how is how you manifest the why, right? How the why, sh how, how it shows up, the actions that you're going to take is the how. And then the what is way out there. We keep an eye on it, but we often have the least amount of control over that that is farthest away from us. And so, you know, we talked about like that why piece, but then it's also your why and it doesn't belong to someone else we get stuck in that should spot all the time and then it's somebody else's we're trying to go for somebody else's dream or somebody else's thing and it gets really disconnected um i also really really love what you said because it's kind of like i have like these like i don't know this this process this process. process. Um, Why did you say it American? Because I just talking to my American clients. <laughs> we ah. do that. Um, yes. And then it's, then it's about crafting it and then practicing it. Right. And we often like, that's kind of that next step. When you were talking about vision boarding, it was like, that is the way that we really start to see it. And then we can start to practice moving towards it. Um, because that is that action, that how piece, that is now how we control um, the the bringing the why. It's, it's kind of like manifesting the why out into the world is the how piece. Absolutely. So um, Holly over on Facebook just asked, do you think a vision board I make with my daughter would work? So, um, okay. So Holly, yes. <laughs> I don't know the details around the question. But yes, 100%, because here's the thing with vision boards, the way that I work with vision boards is um, I actually create my goals for the year from what I vision. So sitting down and creating through pictures, through words, through having an opportunity to create the vision, to come to that feeling that you are wanting to embrace, to move forward into, um, Get the pictures there that make you feel that way. The pictures can be literal or they can be, or, or the words can be literal. Whatever they are, they evoke a feeling. 
Um, and, and Holly, I saw that comment and we'll, we'll absolutely address that as well. So you would want to evoke the feeling. So the question that Holly asked was she struggling to have healthy friendships. And so, yes. So if you're wanting to manifest, have her manifest healthy relationships, healthy friendships, this goes for children, for teens, for tweens, as well as for adults. adults. Yeah. For all of us, <laughs> what we want to do is we want to envision what that looks like. So have her through words. She can either write the words, find them in magazines, print them out from the internet, having an opportunity to find that, that feeling. So whatever the pictures evoke that feeling. So for me on my vision board, um, like I said, I had I, the feeling that I wanted was to be connected to something bigger than myself, to be connected to nature. And for me, that involves trees and mountains and water. And so I have lots of pictures of trees and mountains and water on my vision board from this past year. I haven't necessarily spent more time in trees or on mountaintops, um, a little bit more near the water, but the feeling of being connected to something bigger was manifesting itself through how I show up in nature and how I show up for my body and how I feel when I create that hiking motion. So if your daughter wants to have healthy relationships, what do they look and feel like to her? Have those pictures put on there. And then from that vision that is evoking that emotion, you develop your goals. And so this is how we get what we want. We start with the vision, the feeling, the why that only comes from inside of us and we can only describe it for ourselves. And that's why I love using pictures um, as well as words because it, we're evoking that, right, Louise? It's like that you, you feel mm -hmm. it when it happens. Yeah. And then when you have, or a song, music, right? Like I, you can, you can attach music to this as well. Um, either words from from a song or when you're creating it, listen to a specific song. You know, Louise, you sent a text earlier about a song that was resonating for you. You're creating your reality through that music because mm -hmm. you're creating that, that emotion. And so when you have that emotion, now you look at it and say, how do I get there? And so the how do you get there is that it's that next step. You don't know what the what is. You don't know what the end is. You don't know what that healthy relationship, those friendships are going to look like. You don't know what living on a mountaintop is going to look like, right? I don't right. know if I'm going to go live on a mountaintop. I may, but it's right. it's that next step. It's that how that you were talking about. Yeah, and and I think like through the through the visioning. So I do this with my leadership clients too, right? It's like I want to be a better leader, and it's like okay, well, what does what does a better what does a good leader look like, like? while they empower people and they make me feel great, that's great. Those are all really important feelings that you want to generate. So as a good leader, you want to feel like you're making a difference and that you're empowering people. So those are feelings, right? Those are the, that emotion, that why. But then the how is like, what do great leaders actually do that empower people? What do great leaders actually do that make an impact? And so to Holly's point, right? Like when you think about relationships, right? And when we're building relationships, so we have, we want to know, we know what a, a, a solid relationship feels like. And now we get into a little bit of the tactical, but so what, what do we, what does that look like? Like, what are the actions that can start to go into that? And then what are the opportunities do we create or find so that we can practice those actions and then in the act of practicing, we get a little bit closer 
to what that could look like. And we learn a little bit more about ourselves, right? We learn what works or what doesn't work. Um, and so it's it's through that, it's through that vision, right? That brings us really close to the feeling we want. And then we get to figure out like the tactical piece of like, how do we now kind of practice that? Or what can that look like in a small way? And so the the goal is the big goal, right? The thing. And there are some, there are, I'm not just saying sometimes, there are things in that goal outside of our control. And you mean the vision outside of our control. Or the- yeah. Yeah. Like we can, yeah, like, yeah. you can see like a picture of like whatever that healthy relationship looks like. And then, right. It's not going to look exactly like that for you. You're not connecting to that, that picture of it. You're connecting to the feeling that you want to evoke within yourself. And then through your own genuine curiosity and through your own action, you get to recreate that in, in your own way. Like we're not talking about like this cookie cutter. There's only one way to build healthy relationships or there's only one way to be a great leader or there's only one way to build a business or one way to be a CEO. Like there's not just one way. Right. And so even though we see people with healthy relationships, we get to say, okay, what are they doing? And now what can I do in my own way that will bring that feeling to me? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love that. Uh, Angelique just shared, I do creation boards quarterly with my team and my clients in a group setting. Um, it is so powerful. Um, and it is whether it's with one-on-one clients or in group settings. Um, it's, it's one of my favorite things to do is to start with that vision right? We do that creation board. What do you want to create? How do you want to show up as a leader? How do you want to show up in your life? How do you want to show up in your relationships? How do you want to show up for yourself? And and having that opportunity to create that big vision, to create the goals, the how, like what are those steps that I can take? And they lead to the the what? Mm-hmm. They lead to the end. And the end result, you then go back again. And so to Angelique's point is to continue this process because we want, we each of us is going to define what we want differently. And so once we've defined what that is, we get to a certain level in the what, we get to define it again, right? We get to see, is this still the definition that works for me? So if you if you take the idea of success, right? So you just talked about leadership. If we, if we take this idea of success, whether you are an employee or a, an entrepreneur, a business owner, a creative, a, a, a parent, wherever you are, how do you define success today? And I bet if you look at that definition of success, it's different than it was five years ago. It's maybe. I hope hope so. I hope so too, right? Because you've grown, you've experienced new and different things. And so having this to circle back to the topic for today is how do I get what I want? Well, how you get what you want is is to keep looking at what you want to keep visioning what you want and then figure out how to get it. And it's not about scrapping, right? It's not about hustling to it. It's because you're, Louise, you said it so beautifully before. It's not about the thing. It's not about the thing. You can put a Porsche on a, and a billion dollars and a whatever's and, you know, a CEO sticker on your vision board because that's how you're defining success today, but get underneath that. What is the feeling that you have when you have those things? And once you have that, 
Absolutely. There are different types of success. And so when we are able to define our own success and what it looks like for us, then we get to figure out the how, but it's our vision and we get to own it. And so how you get what you want is by owning it. Yeah. Um, I just had this fantastic conversation this morning uh, with a client who had previously gone for a promotion and he didn't get it. Mm -hmm. Right. And so very, very, very defeated, like, you know, like striving towards something, striving towards this promotion and then not not getting it Mm -hmm. and taking a step back from that and really kind of unpacking the why and 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 the how that all made a difference and getting reconnected to your values as well. And when you can concentrate on what that is, like what that is for yourself Mm -hmm. and focus on what that is that you're bringing in to your, um, to your life. Um, And, and, and this client has gotten not just that promotion um, since he got the highest level of that next promotion mm. after unhooking from the what, focusing on the why, and then manifesting it, taking action, call it whatever you want, action, manifesting, right? But right. actually doing the things, yeah. but it's closer, it's closer to your why. Like that's the, that's the part of it. And so I, that's the that's the the juicy place, right? Where you actually start to be bringing more of these things into more of your wants into your life because you are, you have control over that. Oh, a hundred percent. And, and I, so that, that word you just used there control. So very often, right. We say we can't get what we want because we feel like it's outside of our control. And the reality is it's not the thing right? That thing that you want so much, maybe that thing might be outside of it, but the thing isn't what you really, really want. And that's what I, that's what I would challenge you to think about is that when, when you're saying you want something, get underneath it, go a level deeper, go three levels deeper, (laughs) right? Really get under it because it's not the thing. The thing symbolizes what it is that you really want and, and what you really want is absolutely attainable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um, Louise, can I do a little plug for myself? <laughs> of course. It's, it's our podcast. We can do whatever we want. I know, but I didn't ask your permission before we did this. So oh. um, because we talk so much about vision boards, one of the things that I am doing actually between now and the end of the year is I am helping um, individuals who want to get their vision boards off, like they want to move their visions off of their vision boards and into reality in the world. So if that's something that somebody is interested in doing, and I, I am happy to have a conversation with anybody who is interested in that, um, just reach out to me. You can reach out to me at uh, yourkickasscareer at gmail.com. I can throw the yeah, email address. Throw that up there. Yeah. You can reach me at our, our this podcast address. I'm happy to help um, if if it sounds like something that you want to do is to either start thinking about your 2023 vision um, or if you know that you have been putting the same thing on your vision board for the last 17 years and you are done visioning it and ready to bring it into reality. I'm that's one of the things that I'm doing between now and the end of the year. 
So. Yeah. And these are all really like Kim's offering it to our listeners. These are all great things that happen within the collective all of the time. So uh, take advantage of Kim. Oh, yeah. Take advantage of Kim. Um, I do all the time. <laughs> take advantage of each other. It's mutual. <laughs> So, so yeah, just, uh, or, or if you're interested in the collective, uh, go to Kim's, uh, workshop, the visioning and, and, uh, reach out to her and, and get a kind of a taste of, you know, who she is and who we are and, and get into the collective. Cause it's kind of an awesome place. It is an awesome um, place with awesome people. And we are also debuting and didn't even point it out in the corner of our screen here, you can see I'm creating a kick-ass career. It's a little badge. You get a handy dandy fancy little badge like that when you join the collective and our collective friends, it is coming to you. It just literally, <laughs> but um, we are super excited to be, whoa, my, I just got fuzzy. There was too much energy or something. <laughs> a second, give me a moment. All right, for those of you just on audio, my video decided to go wackadoodle again. Um, we're super excited about creating a movement, about creating a kick-ass career. So if you want to join us in the collective and have that conversation, get a handy dandy little, um, badge like this of your own, um, we'd love to have you. And yes, if you want any support around creating your visions, reach out. That's my jam. Um, Louise, we have something so exciting coming next week. <laughs> I'm so exciting. Um, I don't know if Tina is ready for us. Um, she is going to uh, get it all being our first guest here on uh, Kick-Ass Conversations. So uh, I can't wait to talk to Tina next week, uh, really about unpacking this whole idea around how to be uh, and how to cultivate a CEO mindset. And this is around your business but also it's like, how do we take control and be a CEO of our own careers, right? And, and our own journey. And so that's going to be a great conversation. Yeah, we're really excited about um, having Tina here and for having this conversation. The format um, you'll see will be only slightly different. Um, we really are inviting um, just these phenomenal individuals to join us in conversation. Um, they may not, they're likely not an expert in the area that we're having them talk on. Um, but we are all, we are all three of us, I know, cultivating this idea of a CEO mindset in our own lives, in our own businesses, and in our, in our professionals, professional careers. So we know you can do the same for you because we help our clients do it all the time. And it's something, um, it's, it's fun to be your own CEO. <laughs> I don't even mean just in business. Like I had a CEO mindset long before I ever left the corporate world. And it wasn't just like, oh, I can run this business. It was, I had a CEO mindset of how I was functioning in the world of how I was showing up. Um, See, which is very different um, from me and my career journey is that great things happened to me in my career. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I was certainly not a CEO that initiated much of it. Right. And so getting in control of, of, well, and it's all goes back to what we chatted about today, right? Getting in control and behind the driver's uh, steering wheel. That's really what it's all about. Yeah. Um, that's how you get what you want. Love it. And the Rolling Stones had it wrong all the time. So they <laughs> um, like the song. I just think they got it wrong. Um, all right, my friend, tell me your golden nuggets from today. 
It's all the, this whole idea about like getting it outside of your head. I think, you know, when you were talking about vision boards and I talk with my clients too, about like actually like getting it outside when we can get it outside of our heads, when we can see it, then we can be it right. We actually uh, look at it differently and have a different perspective and vision boarding is a great place to do that. If you're not attached to vision boarding, that's okay, but you got to find a way to get it out of your head. And there's a gazillion ways to do it. Mm -hmm. There really are. Vision boards are just, it, it's, it is one way, but there are yeah. a gazillion ways and, um, you know, reach out to, reach out to us if you want any of those suggestions, because we got a million of them. Um, my uh, golden nugget today was really that reminder, Louise, thank you very much of the, the why, how, what, and um, because really the, we forget so much that the what is well, it's relevant. It's it's not really the most important thing, and we and we attach so tightly to the to the what that we miss that we can. And I'm talking all of it. I do it too. We can miss so much when we're attached to that what. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, for sure. Um, I love it. Yeah. Uh, thanks, everyone. We appreciate you for tuning in today, and. Uh, can't wait for next week. So come on back. All right. Bye, everyone. Take care. Bye for now.